0: There will be a day when we will no longer be here. And then what would we have achieved in that time? What will we have contributed? What would have been our purpose, our existence? What will be remembered about us afterwards? If this life is all there is, what's the point? But if there's something more, then how are we going to think that through and work out what we do with what we might discover? If you look at magazines, you might think the purpose of life is to be rich, to be famous, to be good-looking. Yet people who are rich and famous and good-looking don't always feel like they're achieving any great purpose. A lot of them are lost. Let me show you this picture. Stefan Wisniewski, does anyone know who he is? Plays uh, plays NFL, yes, for the Kansas City Chiefs. They're in the Super Bowl uh, tomorrow morning. And he has already won a Super Bowl with the Philadelphia Eagles in 2016, and now he's going to try and win another Super Bowl with his team tomorrow morning. He's a Christian guy, and he was interviewed, and this is what he said. We're going to watch a video. This is what he said. We'll have the sound for it as well, about purpose in life and meaning. you talk about the, uh, why
1: you're interested in this thing called relationships? Yeah, I think what I've learned is no matter how much success, wealth, fame, respect, education, all those good things in life that that you can kind of achieve, um, it's not enough to satisfy. It's not enough to bring happiness. And it's crazy being in the NFL. So many guys in the locker room have all these things, this fame, success, all this wealth, and they're just miserable. They're unhappy. And... They're not any happier than the cafeteria worker or the janitor in the in the building, and it's crazy. I've I've come to find that my favorite verse to explain that is Ecclesiastes 3:11. Ecclesiastes 3:11 says, "God has set eternity in the hearts of men, and what that means is when God made me and when God made you when God made all of us, He put this this hole this void in our hearts, and it's the size of eternity." And no matter how much earthly success, earthly pleasures, happiness you stack up, it's never going to be enough to fill an eternal void. And so, yeah, being in the NFL is awesome. It's a blessing. I'm, I'm truly grateful to be there, but that's never going to be enough. It's not eternal. It's very short-lived, and it's gone. Um, but a relationship with Jesus Christ is eternal, and that's, in fact, the only eternal thing we have access to on this earth. And so through faith and a relationship with Him, that void is, is fully filled and fully satisfied. And uh, that's why that's why following Christ is, is better than even winning a Super Bowl because he's eternal and, and that hole was put there by God to be filled only by God. So,
0: okay. Uh, here, here, so here uh, you have him talking about what gives fulfillment. And it's not a fame, it's not success, but it's relationship with God that he's discovered is what actually feels the need for purpose and identity and working out why you're here. Well, wouldn't it be wonderful to be able to speak like he does and have that assurance that you know what life's all about? You know why you're here. You know that you're in a right relationship with God. But the question is, how can you get to know God? How can you be in a relationship with him? Suppose I was to say to you, uh, perhaps Billy Eilish You might be thinking she's wonderful and you want to get to know her. Well, how would you go about doing it? You might join a fan site and try and find out more information about perhaps where she lives. You could go and stalk her place. You could write letters to her. You could um, do stuff on social media to try and get her response. And perhaps you might get someone respond Uh, probably won't be her, it'll be some media person who might respond on her behalf. But to actually get to know her, very hard to do, unless she wants to get to know you. And she's willing to make contact with you and to talk with you about who she is and reveal to you who she is. You can try and work things out from her music, but to actually know her, you need to meet her. She needs to make herself known. And it's the same with God. You're not going to know God just by thinking up what's he like or trying to imagine stuff. The only reason that we know anything about God is because he has chosen to reveal himself to us. And he's done that in his son, which is why Mark begins with the beginning of the gospel of Jesus Christ, the son of God. So when we look to Jesus, we're actually getting to see what God is like. He has made himself known to us. Now, there's another word in that first verse that I'm going to circle, and that's the word gospel. It means good news. So this is the good news about Jesus Christ, the Son of God, that we're going to be looking at in Mark's gospel as we go through over the next seven weeks. And Mark's excited about who Jesus is because Jesus is the one who helps him to see who God is. And Jesus is the one who provides fulfillment for him, purpose in life and understanding of what life is all about. So as we explore Christianity, hopefully you will discover that for yourself and you will be able to be like Mark and say, Jesus Christ is the son of God. How about I pray and then we'll move on. Father, we thank you for Mark's gospel and we thank you for the opportunity to be able to look at it over the next seven weeks as we explore what Christianity is all about. Father, thank you that Mark makes it clear right from the start of his gospel who he thinks Christianity is about, and that's Jesus, who is called Christ, and who is recognized by Mark to be your son. Father, Mark tells us this is good news. Help us to see why that's the case as we continue to explore in the weeks ahead, and help us to be excited about what we discover. And we pray this in Jesus' name. Amen.